What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Meany. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out. Happy Monday to you. Ten games on the ice today. Lots of action in the NHL. I got Eric Young hanging by. We're going to break it all down for you with some props, some picks, some bets. And, of course, we'll tackle it from a DFS standpoint as well. If you're just new to the show, welcome. Please rate, review, subscribe. Definitely subscribe to the Mayo Media Network if you haven't already. Smash that like button, as my friend Pat Mayo loves to say. Leave a comment. Maybe it's a question. Maybe it's a season-long question that you have. Rest of the season rankings and week five waiver wire rankings all at ftnfantasy.com. Use that promo code MEANY. And away we go here. But first, let's start with the prize picks play of the day. Check out prizepicks.com. MMN is the promo code to use. 100% match deposit of up to $100 when you use that promo code MMN. Check out prizepicks.com. Several different props there. Of course, there's 10 games on the ice tonight, so several different options to choose from. But across all of the sports that you love, you can mix and match as well. I'm going to take two guys that I think are just... A little low here. It's kind of my theme when I give these prize picks. Of course, we have Connor McDavid in a great spot and Austin Matthews there as well. But Patrick Kane at 4.4 against the Red Wings and Braden Point at 4.1 against Florida. I'm taking the over on both of these guys. Let's start with Patrick Kane. This is a guy that I felt like was just getting disrespected in season-long leagues with all the injuries that Chicago had, but he's been better than ever, right? He's the same old Patrick Kane. He's got 22 points in the season, tied for the third most in the NHL, 57 shots on goal, fifth most in the NHL. Remember, you get three points for a goal and half a point for a shot. So I'm looking at volume shooters here, and Kane just gets about three or four shots every single game. So a nice floor there. He's got points in 12 of his past 15 games, seven goals and 22 points over that span, four goals and 15 points over his last eight games. He is scorching hot. I think that will get the over. I mean, he's been over 4.4 in seven of his past eight games. He's played Detroit twice this year, four points in two of those games. The line of Alex DeBrincat, Patrick Kane, and Pugh Suter, these guys have been just straight fire. They've been a, a fun trio to watch. Detroit, pretty decent this year in terms of five and five numbers, but they've allowed the six most goals and the 10th most goals per game. Braden Point, 4.1. Not a lot to talk about here. It's the same sort of deal from last week, right? Just a guy who's hitting the score sheet every single game. Basically, I mean, six goals and 16 points in 13 games this year. He's got at least a point in 11 of those 13 games. Didn't have a point his last time out. Steven Stamkos didn't play. Looks like he potentially could return to the lineup today. That's good news for Braden Point. Steven Stamkos and Point, so good together. He's been over the 4.1 in five of his past eight games. And Bobrovsky allowed six to Tampa just the other night on Saturday, he's allowed at least six and two of his past four starts. He enters with an 8.84 save percentage and a 3.33 goals against average. So the over on Braden Point, the over on Patrick Kane, MMN is the prize picks code to use. And with that, we are on our way. Eric Young, what's up, man? Happy Monday. Uh, it's a good Monday uh, for hockey people. It's the apocalypse here in Nashville. It, uh, there's some freezing rain and there's snow on the ground and everything is closed. I can't leave my subdivision because I have a poser truck that's rear wheel drive and there's a hill going out of my subdivision. So I'm trapped and uh, I'm now I'm going to have a great excuse to watch all the hockey games. I was going to watch them all anyways, but uh, now at least I have an excuse. Jeez. Um, stay safe over there in Nashville. It's been, it's, yeah, for sure. it's been a crazy few months for you over there in Nashville. And we'll talk about your Preds in a little bit. Um, yikes. You have to for them now. Nah, let's save them. Let's save them. Don't want to get you heated off the top of the uh, show. 
don't like don't i don't want to get you heated off the top of the show you're wearing that uh that blue jersey or you see i see you're just like keeping it calm right this calm yeah. collected yeah. okay season long i know you're a big season long guy yeah any players that you've you know already grabbed on the waiver wire this morning or anybody that you've cut loose early on? I'll give a a couple forwards and and a defenseman to look at. I mean, one is Clayton Keller. Uh, I mean, I'm a guy that I drafted this guy all over the place, you know, got, got a big ticket from the coyotes a couple years back Um, early on statistically wasn't doing a whole lot, but shooting the the puck a ton. This guy is a good shooter. He likes to shoot the puck him and Garland have to have, they got some kind of chemistry going. He is getting on the stat sheet almost every night and is probably not owned in a ton of leagues. So that's a guy to look out for. Uh, defenseman is Michael Delzato in Columbus. Uh, hits. He's blocking shots. He's shooting the puck a ton. You know, he, he's he's playing quite a bit for John Tortorella right now. I think some of that has to do with Rurensky being out and he's back now, but Delzato has, has looked really good in Columbus as of late. So that's a guy that is probably very under owned in your leagues and he could be available. Uh, and another guy that, that I, I think could pay big dividends quick is coming off the IR is Joe Thornton. He's slotted to play tonight from what I read earlier, earlier this morning. Um, he was playing on the top line with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and anybody, even a pylon that's going to play with those two guys. He's going to touch the puck. It's going to end up in the back of that. They're going to accumulate points. Uh, and he's going to probably play on the power play as well. So uh, that's somebody to look out for if he was dropped or, or you don't have IR slots and someone had to drop them to make room for a player that was playing. That Those, uh, those are some good ads right there. Yeah, those are some good ads. There's a couple I'll throw out at you just to make sure if some of these guys, I mean, they could have been dropped. Cam Atkinson is one. He's having around 50%. He's got goals in three straight and four of five. He's got 12 points on the season. Uh, there's just a few guys that I feel like we always talk about, like Vincent Trocek. This guy needs to be owned, guys. Just go and grab him. Andre Palat, Pew Suter, I mentioned. We've been talking about – we talked about Pew Suter, I think, a, a one of our very first shows when he had the hat trick and that was fun. And then he went three games without a point and everyone dropped him. And now he's, he's centering Kane and to and he, he's scoring points. But there's one guy I wanted to bring up before we get into some picks today is just the number one fantasy hockey player over the past two weeks will probably surprise you. Now this is in leagues with faceoffs, but if you don't have, if you don't play with faceoffs, he's still a top 10 player over the past two weeks. That's Jordan stall, Jordan stall. It, you know, of course, if you play with the, the face-off wins, it's a plus. Even in banger leagues, it's a plus. But this guy's playing in all situations. Uh, a great deep league ad, I think. Four goals, 12 points in 10 games, six in his past three. So playing on the power play, playing shorthanded, uh, is a guy that gets on the ice to take all those face-offs for Rod Brendamore and just looks real nice with Andre Feshnikov and Warren Fogel. It's a, they've, had, they've shown some pretty decent chemistry. So just wanted to – it was kind of a surprise, Eric, when I was looking. It's like, who's the best fantasy player over the past couple of weeks? Oh, it's – it's Stahl. Okay. Of course. Right. Of course. It's Jordan Stahl. It's Jordan Stahl. Uh, but yeah, he's been, he's been pretty good. So if your league is deep enough and you're using those settings like hits and, and shots and, and whatnot, Stahl could potentially help you out. But Vincent Trocek would be the ad for me first on that Carolina Hurricanes team. And, you know, Nina Ryder playing good hockey as well. We'll get to the Hurricanes in a little bit. Let's start with game seven between the Coyotes and the Blues. This is literally game seven. This is the seventh straight game these two teams have played. The Blues won the first one. Coyotes won three straight. And then St. Louis has won the last two. So this is game seven tonight, Eric. We have Arizona plus 108, eight and six against the spread. The total's five and a half. And St. Louis minus 125, six and nine against the spread. Who wins game seven, moves on to the next round? 
I think probably, I mean, if I was to, to bet here, it'd probably be St. Louis. Um, I just believe they're a more complete team, but Arizona has played everybody tough this year. I think they're surprising a lot of people and it comes down to, to I believe their goaltending. Uh, Darcy Kemperson's taking over there has been unbelievable. Like, I mean, this guy is a, a career backup. Uh, I think going there, he was slotted to be the backup behind Antti Ranta. Uh, but Kemper has taken over and not given up that crease. He's been really good. Yeah, he has been really good. I'm going to side with St. Louis here too. I think they're the better team, but you're, you're right. Arizona has been, has been very strong so far. They're hard to predict, man. They're one of those teams. And I, I don't know if it's yeah. the, the former years of the Arizona stink on them, but uh, this car, Connor Garland has come out of nowhere. Uh, me and you talked about him a ton last year, just because he shoots the puck. Like, I mean, if he can see the net, he's shooting the puck. Uh, and, and uh, through uh, a bunch of different people and channels are hurting up him. He's, you know, doing the TB 12 diet and training like a lunatic in the off season. And he's the first one there and the last one to leave and asking his coaches and trainers, what I got to do to get better. Uh, if this guy isn't owned, I mean, he should be, and he probably is, but if he isn't, he needs, he needs to be grabbed in your league for sure. He is playing unbelievable right now. Yeah. 52 shots on goal, six goals and 14 points on the season. I, we've been taking the over on a shot prop. I didn't get it over the weekend at two. He had a goal. It was called back, but he's right around that three number every single time. Three before that, uh, three, four, six, five, six. So it's another guy. I'm not seeing him right now in DraftKings Sportsbook, but um, you know, he could pop up a little bit later on. I would take the over on his two and a half. David Perron is, is there at plus money. I, you know, I'm kind of off of Perron and guy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like him. We've talked about him quite a bit on the show as an over on two and a half. Usually gets that two. I just, with 10 games on the slate today, I just don't think there's any real reason to, to get involved with David Perron. But I think Connor Garland, if you can find him at two and a half, um, absolutely. I have no problem with that. I will lean with St. Louis here, and it's just Bennington, right? We're, we'll probably get Bennington back in net. He's seven and two on the year. He's got the 916 save percentage, two five goals against average. You know, he's been, he's been pretty solid, right? And he's got two wins here in the series against Arizona, not playing all of the games, but I expect them to go back to him today. So let's get Garland in there and let's get the blues. And then we're just kind of on our way. We're starting our day. Um, do you want to go next with the Preds? Do you want to get them out of the way? Sure. Let's do it. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Maybe you can talk me into picking them tonight against Dallas, but I watched a little bit of their game against Detroit. I know Matt probably did too. I get both of your guys' takes, but um, bounce back spot here or no thanks? Man, I, I, I'm not taking my money and betting it on the Predators. Uh, you're talking to a guy that put $20 on the Ottawa Senators to win the Stanley Cup, so – I'm wild. I mean, so money's no nothing doubt. to you, then. There's yeah, their money is barely nothing to me, and I'm a wild. I'm a wild better, and I, I like an underdog. But the truth is, is even without them playing poorly, losing to Detroit uh, the other night, uh, Dallas has been an absolute kryptonite for this team. Dallas's speed and size combination makes it difficult for any team to skate with them, and the Predators just don't have the speed or the size. Uh, they get pushed around almost every time they play these guys. They got pushed around with the, the Winter Classic. Um, and the Dallas Stars went on to push a bunch of teams around in the playoffs. So uh, for me, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not betting against Dallas. And I'm certainly not betting against them when they play the Nashville Predators. They've got their number. They've had their number for a couple years. And the Predators are disjointed, disorganized. Uh, the effort is there, but it, it just doesn't look like anyone really knows what they're doing. What's your take, Matt? 
Uh, the Predators played the most uninspired hockey that I've seen in a long time. I mean, they had nine shots through two periods, and Preds fans hold on to this one thing from each game all season long, and it's they have this one small spurt during the game where it's like, oh, they look like they could come back, and then the scoreboard yep. looks better than the actual game did. Um, like I was telling you guys before the show, the only piece of this game that I want is taking Philip Forsberg over in a shot prop, and I'll take him in DFS. But you, you look at this team right down the middle. They're so depleted. Luke Cunning is your first-line center. Yeah, like, give me that. a break. Ryan Johansson, there I know, is injured. Matt Duchesne discussion. Yeah, is your $8 million <laughs> man, and he got three games with Forsberg and Arvey. And then it was just, nope, you go to the second line, you get Yarn Croak and Granlund, have fun. Uh, the team special teams, not great. Any defenseman that doesn't have the last name of Yossi, not great. And that was even before Ekholm got out. So uh, the Preds need to show me something before I ever put any kind of money, whether it be Monopoly money, on them again. Jeez, tell us how you really feel. Um, yeah, would so you'd still take Forsberg, even though it's at three and a half? Oh, yeah. Forsberg's yeah. been like an automatic go to the well every single time. Him and Pacioretty are my two guys. Yeah, Pacioretty. Uh, it was nice to see him hit the score sheet. I've been telling FTN subs, yeah, you know, Pacioretty, goal. He's going to score here soon. He's going to score here. Oh, okay. Matchup against Colorado. He he found the back of the net. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, Forsberg, 62 shots. He has been the, I mean, the lone bright spot, right? I mean, even Victor Arvidsson, EY has been, I know you like him a lot. We like him. We like his style of play. He's, he's a guy who shoots the puck, and he's had great seasons scoring goals, but he's not somebody that I would hang on to right now in season-long leagues and seeing him dropped in quite a few formats and I, I agree with everybody who has cut ties with him so far. So yeah, I mean Forsberg five three six five three eight three six five three four. This is getting to that three shot mark. It's not for me on the slate, but I do see it, Maddie, where you're going. I'm with I'm I mean Dallas, right? Until I think Matt, you said it perfectly, until Nashville shows us something here. You know, I'm seeing actually Forsberg two and a half minus 182, Matt. On lock Nashville. that in, lock that in, lock that yeah, in. Because that, <laughs> that's, that's gonna move. That's one that I like. Yeah. We'll get to Larkin in a little bit. I saw him two and a half as well, right around minus 180. I, I tend to stay away from the minus 180, but when they're going to give me a volume shooter like this, I'll do it and maybe just parlay a couple and then, it, you know, make it worth your while. So Forsberg, that will change. That'll get up to three and a half. Uh, I see it on other books, three and a half plus money. Uh, two and a half, that's a good one. I'm going to have to put that in there. Get that in there, guys, before it's too late. Um, yeah, I don't even know if I play him on DraftKings, but I like that. I like that price. So Dallas for me, it's the pick. Toronto and your sense, EY, Ottawa, 240 plus money. Toronto, <laughs> I don't know how this I know. I'm just kidding. You're wearing a Leafs jersey. You're wearing I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a Wendell Clark jersey. Is there anything oh, more nice. Leafs than that? Well, there's lots more things more Leafs than that. But yeah, uh, they're not my sense. I, I Look, at, I did put money on them. And I still believe that this team is better than they've showed. Uh, and I think they will get better as the year goes. Um, Tim Stutza, it looks like something's going to happen almost every time he touches the puck. Yeah. Um, but look at, man, Toronto is a wrecking ball right now. And I get that they they lost to Montreal, but they're showing that they can play other ways. And, and I don't think even, you know, the most devoted Toronto Maple Leafs fan ever thought we would see a shutdown uh, style, but we were talking before the thing, Chris, and I don't remember the number that you said about uh, the, the, the chances, but it's they're they're playing a very responsible hockey games and, and well, you know, possessing the puck and with that kind of skill, um, most nights are going to end up on the right side of things if they keep playing this way. 
Yeah, they five on five goals. They've allowed the. I think they have the fourth best mark goals against per sixty minutes at five and five. And yeah, yeah they're they're tightening up a little bit. Uh, again, I just we we talked before we came on. I thought that that Canadians and Leafs game was a little kind of this boring. Um, I it wasn't know. exciting. It wasn't overly exciting. They kind of played the same style as they played um, the previous time at the Bell Center on on Wednesday, I believe. It was just kind of sitting back and not opening it up. Uh, I thought the Leafs really took it to Montreal in the first period, could have blown that game away, and then they sat back and Montreal kind of took it to them in the third. But it's hard to back the Sens here. Um, I know they got the win over the weekend on Saturday. I think Matt Murray potentially could be back in the net here today. If he doesn't go, then you could consider the Leafs in the puck line. I don't know. Matty, you're a puck line guy. Are you going Toronto here? I just feel like it's – I don't know. The Sens, the first series they played against each other kind of worried me because the Sens really enjoy to play the Leafs hard, and for some reason the Leafs just like to sit back against the Sens. And like EY was saying, Stutzla is a phenomenal kid. I think that guy is going to have a hell of a career, and right now I'm real happy I have him in a bunch of long-term leagues. But point being, um, I won't take the puck line here as much as I like to. There's a few other spots I like more than this, but I'll take the Leafs on the money line and a few parlays, but nothing, nothing big. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm interested at all in this game, to be honest with you. Uh, I think if Murray didn't play, then I would consider the Leafs in the puck line. And maybe maybe just the under. Like, the Sens, they don't score a ton of goals. Frederick Anderson's been really good. We're just talking about the Leafs' defensive game and how much it's improved. The one fear is that Toronto just lights them up and scores five goals, and then we don't get that total. But I'm kind of leaning with the under here. I just I feel like the Sens, they've been playing so competitive and tight, right? The two games against the Habs went under. Both games against the Jets went under. They, so they've been they've been super tight. It's just a pass, right? I'm just, I'm just totally not interested. This game, I'm... I have, um, I'm quite interested from a DFS standpoint, from a betting standpoint, Columbus and Carolina, the Hurricanes are minus 177. I think they're getting a ton of respect here. Plus 148 for Columbus. The total's five and a half. Eric, I don't know. I think we could see some goals in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, uh, both have been surprising. Like, to me, I don't think the, the Hurricane scoring has surprised anybody. But when you, you have Jordan Stahl <laughs> playing like he's playing and, and and scoring like he's scoring, that means that this team is dangerous, you know. And, and uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, have been better at putting the puck in the net than I think anyone thought. Uh, the addition of Line A, I mean, look at, I mean, it's turbulent after the first game, and he says something to the assistant coach, and he gets benched for almost you know half of the game, and you just <laughs> you just got to shake your head. You're like, God, what is? What in the hell is going on? And I get, you know, you're the coach and you're running the bench, but at, at some point we got to have star players want to play here uh, instead of scaring everybody away and relying on everybody blocking shots and, and not letting any goals in. So, uh, but it is an interesting game. Uh, I, I think, oh man, I would probably, I would probably go under on the five, 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 but I mean, I could see it being over as well. I just, that's, that's pretty high for these two teams, especially with the goaltending. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, that's a tough one for me. Yeah. I, I mean, our guy, Elvis Mers Lincolns has been activated from the IR. I thought he would play yep. over the weekend, but it was back to Corpus Allo. Uh, You know, he, I think he's slightly better than Corpus Allo. I like both of those goalies, but there's just been goals, man. Like Carolina's played to the over in six of eight Columbus four or five. These two teams played each other on February 7th and February 8th. It was a back-to-back. We saw 16 goals in those two games. It was a 5-6 win 
from Carolina and then Columbus back, uh, bounced back and had the three, two victory. So we had one under and one over. I, I just got that feeling, man, with the over, it's not one of my favorite plays of the night, but I, I like the over. I'm not going to get there with Carolina. I think that's, you know, minus 171 is a little, is a little out there, but you know, Reimer is, is six and one. And you and I both, I think you agree that maybe he's slightly better than Peter Morazic. I don't know. I think we both are on the same page that Carolina, like their Achilles heel is, is their goaltending. They need somebody to, to step up and be that guy if they want to make a legit run. But even Reimer, like I'm not super impressed with him over this stretch, Eric. Like he's, I mean, the eight, eight, nine save percentage, three, eleven goals against average. I mean, it's this is his opportunity here, and I don't know. I just haven't been super impressed with him. I think it was his opportunity, and I don't know if this is, you know, an old Toronto bias or or whatever it is. I, I thought that this would be Reimer's chance to steal that net, and I don't think he did it. And looking back, before Morazic got hurt he was playing maybe the best hockey of his life. And and I think when he comes back, it will be his net because Reimer didn't, he just didn't take it from him. You know what I mean? He, he has been up yeah. and down uh, some games, good, some games, bad. Uh, Reimer has always been the kind of goalie where it's, he's, he's going to let in a goal that he shouldn't. And, and I think that he's never been able to shake that. Um, and it's hard to play in front of a person like that and, and to play loose and to, to play relaxed because you're worried if you make a mistake, it's, it's going to go in. You know, this is going to be the one that he lets in that he shouldn't. Um, I don't know if Morazic is the longtime answer, but I think it will be his net when he comes back because of how he played before he got hurt. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I, know, I don't know statistically it was the best, but it, it seemed like it was the best hockey that he had played since being with Carolina. Yes. And we could get Alex Nedeljkovic in the net. I mean, I, he played pretty good against Dallas over the weekend. He had the W so it's possible they go back to him, but he's allowed three goals in each of his past two starts too. So it's not like he's been amazing, but it's possible that they went back to him. But at the same time, you know, we got the six and one record. Brandon Moore may say, all right, we'll go with Reimer. But I, again, I don't think it matters. I think we'll see some goals here. I, I feel like both teams probably get to three. I'm looking at a four, three game here. Three, two wouldn't get us over. But at one point, I feel like we may get a three, two game at one point. Maybe we get the update or get lucky. We get a tie. We get to overtime or something silly like that. But I'm going to lean with the over. Like I'll give, We'll recap at the end, guys, with the, with the favorite picks. I know a lot of people have been saying they've been trying to jot notes throughout the show, but we will recap at the end with the favorite picks. But that's one right now that I'm that I'm kind of leaning over. Shot props, you know, you guys know I love Sveshnikov. I always go to the over. Didn't get it the last time. This is a guy who's had um, at least three shots in eight of ten. Uh, so, I, you know, just keep going back to him. I have no problem. He's minus 163 DK. May get juiced up a little bit. Um, yeah, Atkinson's another guy, Maddie. I'm not seeing him, um, but he's another one that I just feel like a bit of a volume shooter. Are you feeling me on Cam Atkinson lately, best? Uh, I'm a big Atkinson guy. I like Atkinson as like a sneaky goal, anytime goal kind of guy too. There's a lot of people yeah. will just look at that team and think of anybody else. I mean, Roslovic is even leapfrogged uh, Atkinson yes. at this point, which I'm okay with because he's being a lot more owned in DFS, so I can just keep going back to Cam. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I think I want to lean with EY on the under, though. I yeah, like where okay. the money is there, and okay. I, I just, like EY said, it could easily be just a shootout among all shootouts. But uh, the way these two teams have been playing, I could see the under here hitting. If you can find um, Trocek shot props, sometimes it's plus money, two and a half. This is another guy, volume shooter on that number one power play. I like him quite a bit. Like I would actually lean 
Trocheck plus money, two and a half shots, then Sveshnikov, two and a half at minus six, 163. So I, I'd like both of those guys' volume shooters. Yeah, Cam Atkinson plus 300, anytime goal, 17 to one for first time goal. And yeah, Rosselvik is 17 to one first time goal and plus 300 for anytime goal. That line has been really good. Though both of those guys are just are straight up feeling right now. And Line is hitting the back of the net too, right? Say so you want about the ice time or lipping off to whoever the heck he lipped off to, assistant coach, whatever. He's um, he's been productive. He's scoring goals. It does look like they put it behind them, right? Like it's yeah. like I, he's a young kid. Everyone knows he's opinionated, and he's not afraid to say, like, look, you can't talk back your first game to the assistant coach, and he did. And Tortolato said, we're not going to tolerate that here, and and that's that. I mean, hopefully it's it's handled. But I mean, the Cam Atkins thing, like he's playing on the fourth line to start the year. Now he's playing with Rosovic, who's hot, and Patrick Line on the other side. Anytime someone plays with Line, look, the defense is going to target in on him because of, he's such a good shooter. Uh, offensively, every time he has the pocket, has a chance to go in the net. So Cam Askin playing on the right side right now, mm-hmm. man, sign me up all day long. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I could. I, I'm surprised he's not there for a shot prop. You could see it in other spots, guys, in your books, two and a half. But again, I'd go to those Carolina guys first. But yeah, Line his. He's producing right now, and that's what they brought him over to do. Florida and Tampa up here next. The Bolts, 165 on the money line. Home favorites, of course, and Florida plus 143. Eight and five against the spread. Tampa, four and eight against the spread for Florida. The total here is six. So both games went over. This is the third and final. I mean, these two teams will play each other again, but this is a a bit of a three-game set or a series, rather, for these two teams. So Florida won the first one 5-2. I think took Tampa by surprise a little bit, and then the Bolts bounce back without Stamkos in the lineup, 6-1. to I think Stamkos is going to return. Nothing official yet. Keep an eye on that today. Uh, but I think another negative test and he's um, eligible to return. So we could see him back in the lineup today. I like the bolts here, but again, minus 165. This could get up. Once you hear the Tampa news, this can get up to minus 177, minus 180. Um, Make a case for Florida. Do you have one? Um, It's hard for me to make a case for them. when They're paying $10 million. That guy lets in six goals. Right. Uh, I like, gee, he's just not good. This is one of those franchises like you just scratch your head. I mean, like sometimes you watch these play. Like Barkov is maybe one of my favorite players to watch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna curse the Seth Jones pick. Look at, I know that he's a great player, but Barkov in Nashville. I mean, I think that you're talking about possibly them having a Stanley Cup. Possibly talking about them being, you know, a top five team. Um, Look at Johansson's a good player, but Barkov is is incredible. He's incredible, um, and I like watching Florida play. But the reality is, is I'm not betting on money to them t- to win a game because their defense is not great, and Bobrovsky can't stop anything. No, he can't. And and look at the game log for Bobrovsky, and it's like, okay, he had the two good games against Detroit, but it was against Detroit. Yep. He did play good against Tampa in that first one, but it's been. It's been so we have a large enough. Yeah, we have a large enough sample size dating back to last year and how this year has started for him that, you know, I don't think it's totally on him. It's definitely a different style that Florida play or that Columb- yeah, Florida plays as opposed to the style that Columbus pay- played when he was there in his last couple of years of the Blue Jackets when he was amazing and he got paid. Like he was amazing, but yeah, for me, it's just Tampa. I think we can, I think we can move on. Um, you know, stamp coast plays two and a half is something that I will get involved with, with his shot prop. If he doesn't play, I'll like point because point will just maybe a little bit more juice. Maybe he's not passing it off to, 
to stammer here and there, but this is a guy that, that usually hits at the top of the show. You know, I like him from prize picks. So those are two guys that I'm interested in on the Florida side. There's nothing. I don't do Barkoff anymore. I know he hits right around two and a half, but he's, he's kind of a pass first guy. I don't like the way he is positioned on the power play. He's kind of right in the, in the slot there. He's the quick passes back to Huberto to the point. They, they try to get some shots into the slot and he deflects them. You can get your shots that way, but it's not for me. I'm not interested in the Huberto. Same sort of deal. He's usually plus money two and a half, but I can't do it. I considered him on prize picks. It was 2.6. All he needs is an assist and a couple shots and he's going to get there, but I don't like, Florida's chances against Vasilevsky like he had the one-off game and then you know he bounced back so I I I think he bounces back tonight this game's interesting to me Chicago and Detroit two original six teams used to play each other all the time and then they went from playing twice a year and now they're playing each other all the time again Chicago minus 139 on the road Detroit plus 120 the Red Wings have been I don't know I don't want to say impressive. like they're four, 10 and two, but against the spread 10 and six, they've hung around. They haven't been a pushover. I was looking deeper into their five and five numbers as I was picking Patrick Kane and it's been solid, right? They're not generating a ton of offense overall. They're allowing goals. Their PK sucks. And when they take a couple penalties, like Kane and Debrinkat, these guys are probably going to score some goals in them. But at the same time, Chicago, one of those teams that, I mean, seven, five and four, Eric, pretty impressive start to the season they're they're not a pushover and they're missing a ton like they're still there at their captain taves and they're getting this done yeah i think both of these teams i had a feeling that detroit would be better uh like i don't think they're great but i i, I think they're improved um i don't know it's because he played the preds but anthony mantha looked possessed i mean he looked absolutely possessed i think he was a healthy scratch a, a, a couple games ago yes. um that, that's a message saying like look man it, you're a great player, but if there's not going to be effort, you're not going to play. And, and man, he was a one man wrecking crew against the Preds. And now I don't know if that's because the Preds are so bad right now, but Anthony Mantha is a guy that, that I've loved for a couple years. That's a guy in a season long, he may have been dropped because people were frustrated, especially with the healthy scratch thing. Um, if he's available, get him. Because I, I think this guy has a possibility to be a top 15 winger in the league. He, a big body, can skate like the wind, can shoot the puck, uh, can possess the puck. I mean, this guy can do everything. Uh, Chicago is the biggest surprise to me. And I think it comes down to the finding this, this Lankman kid, this goalie, oh, um, you know, yeah. everyone was like, Oh, it's Malcolm Subban. No, it's, it's mm-hmm. Delia. No, it's the guy that you've never heard of in your entire life. And he's making stops for them and he's making them competitive. Uh, this is an interesting game because I think they're both two teams that are kind of in the same position. I'm never going to bet against Patrick Kane. Uh, him and to break it right now are, almost unstoppable. I mean, it's, yeah. it's insane. Uh, two very small players. Um, Kane, I've said this before, we've talked before, like seeing him, uh, I, I did the, the anthem one game and when they were playing Chicago in the playoffs and he walked by me, he's built like a 12 year old. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it, I, it's no, no offense to him. He's one of the best hockey players in the world. And it's not just about size, but the fact is that he's that little and he never gets hit he's never in trouble and he dominates play at, I mean, he can't be five foot nine and there's no way he's over 155 pounds. I'm not, I'm not trying to dismerge him in any way. I'm just saying it's miraculous how good of a hockey player that this guy is in a full contact sport play against men. He is, he's built like a child and it doesn't make any sense. And it's, it hurts my brain 
maybe I'm old school. I don't know, but I mean, it's, it's an incredible thing, but for me, uh, Chicago, Detroit, I, I think I'd probably go over in this because I, I the, the the defense is just not there. If you're a person that plays season long and you have plus minus, you avoid, avoid these players because they can submarine a whole category for you in one week. Um, I have a guy that I, I really liked at the start of the year is that Heronic um, mm, is a quarterback. Yeah. You mean yeah. on power play? And he's got I think nine nine or ten assists. Yeah. Uh, a ton of shots, but I mean, he's like a negative 14 already. And I mean, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going, I'm going over here because I, I think that this is going to be a, a pretty even game and there's tons of people that have the potential to score. Yeah. I'm a Philip Ronick fan. I think from a fantasy standpoint, if you don't play with that silly plus minus stat, you shouldn't don't play with that stat guys. It's no, so, get rid yeah. of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. It's a box. Stupid. <laughs> it is. It's, it's so dumb. Um, hits and blocks. He does it all. Uh, I think I said this before. It's not a shot on Morgan Riley. Tyson Berry cut into a lot of his play last year, but Hironic had more power play points than a guy like Morgan Riley last year. It's just something, you know, you don't really expect. He's got three power play assists. You're right. He's got the nine apples so far this season. He's been fine. He's been good. I like him. He logs a lot of minutes. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to lean with Chicago here. I think the over is interesting, but I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Lankinen has been so good. Six, two and three, nine twenty five save percentage and uh, 2.49 goals against average. Thomas Grice is one nine and two on the, on the season. His numbers have been okay. He just doesn't get the support. Right. I mean, we just saw Bernier come back uh, recently. He could get the start. He had the win against your Preds. Uh, he only allowed two goals on 23 shots. Yeah, Maddie's right, man. Like, where was the shots? Like, how are you not getting shots on net against this Detroit team? I said their five and five play has been better, but you got to generate more than that. So I like Detroit. They won, uh, or Chicago, rather. They won both games against Detroit earlier in the year. It was a 4-1 win and a 6-2 win. And yeah, I mean, we already talked about Kane off the top of the show and what he's been able to do lately. And Debrinkat just as good. Both these guys, nine points in their past few games. Sudra's got two goals in his last three. Debrinkat has, I'm taking the over on his shot prop. I'm seeing it right now, two and a half. Like this guy is just every single night, Eric. I mean, three, four, three, seven, six, four, three. He's been lights out. He's got eight goals and eight assists and 44 shots in 12 games. So he's averaging well over the two and a half. So give me to Brinkat. The over two and a half is minus 167. Larkin right now is three and a half minus 110. You know, Matt, when we were talking about Forsberg, two and a half minus 180, you said to smash it. If you could see Larkin anywhere, two and a half, same sort of deal, right? Volume shooter. Loves to shoot the puck. I believe he had eight shots on goal the other night. Yeah, eight and five, 13 in his last two games. He's got 55 shots over the past couple of games. I wouldn't go over three and a half, but I would take that two and a half. I just like the Hawks. I like where they're at right now. And they've just been, they've been super competitive, Eric, right? We Just talking about beating Detroit is one thing, but hanging around with all these other teams, they beat Dallas twice, two one games, both of them back to back. They got the split against the Hurricanes. They got the split against Columbus. They somehow lost both games to your Preds, and then they got the split against Columbus again. So they've been, I've been impressed with them. Um, I'm going to take them tonight. Chicago minus one thirty nine. Islanders and Sabers in here next. Buffalo hasn't played in two weeks. January thirty first, the last time that this this Sabers team suited up. What? What do you expect from them tonight? I mean, the reality is, is who, who knows? <laughs> who, I mean, nobody knows. I mean, it's insane. I can say, you know, a person that is heavily involved in season long, these postponed games are, 
I mean, the reality is they're just submarining some of my teams. Like I had uh, one of my teams, I had like six players available to play for the entire week because I had Sabres and I had Devils and I had uh, um, Flyers. I mean, half of my guys weren't available to play. It's not that they're hurt. You can't get rid of them. You can't drop them. But it just, I mean, you're almost guaranteed to lose. Um, And I don't know what the strategy is because we've never dealt with anything like this. The reality is, some of those games might never be played. You know, they might get to the end of the year and be like, look, you're in sixth and seventh place and you guys playing this game doesn't matter. Well, it matters for people that play fantasy and nobody seems to care about that except for me. Uh, but it's just, it's a wild year. It's so hard to predict. Um, and predicting the Islanders versus the Sabres tonight is, I mean, to me, I, I, I'm not ever going to bet against the Islanders to win because of the Barry Trotz, the defensive system that they play, and the goaltending has always been good because of the the glory whisperer Mitch Corn. Um, Buffalo was they looked okay. You mean before they stopped playing? But like like you said, like I feel like the Buffalo Sabers haven't played in a month. That's what it feels like. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's it's been half a month. Yeah. They, I mean, they haven't played. I. I can stick to my rule and just kind of stay away from the Islanders. I don't bet them. I don't bet against them. Uh, I have been impressed with them lately after they went on a bit of a, a slide, right? They didn't look all that great. And then they, they bounce back and they've won three of their past four. They beat the Bruins four two. Uh, they shut out the Rangers and then they beat the Penguins. So they, they had a the bit of a split there between the Penguins. In, I think the under is the play here, right? The Sabres have been stingy five on five. They haven't given up a whole lot. They got Jeff Skinner on that top line tonight. Need to get Jeff Skinner going, right? He just signed that massive contract a couple of years ago, making seven plus million. He's not doing Thanks. anything, but he's not, he hadn't really been given the opportunity. I didn't think Eric, they're not using him properly. I'm not in on him in a season long standpoint. I probably wouldn't play him tonight. DFS against the stingy Islanders defense and Barlamov and how he's playing too. But it is nice to see him just get an opportunity back with Eichel to see if he can get going. He scored 40, I believe. Um, a few years ago and his first season with the Sabres, he was, he was awesome, but yeah. he's averaging three fewer minutes than he did in that 2018 season when he was, that was his first year with Buffalo and he's really good. But I think the play here is the under, uh, I, I just not going to lean anyway. If I had to lean, I would go Islanders. I mean, I don't want to say that the Sabres are going to be super rusty. We've seen teams with this layoff look great out of the gate, look fine. I mean, Dallas was one, I know that was their first couple games of the season, but it. I wouldn't be shocked if there was a lot of giddy up and Buffalo step and some, some energy and they look, you know, fresh and good. But I think the under five and a half is one of my, one of my faves today. I think we get there. Anders Lee guys going to just continue here with Anders Lee as another guy who hit the over two and a half on the weekend with four shots. He has hit the over in every single game, but one, and he's hit the over in eight straight games. So why not? Two and a half minus 143. Jordan Eberle is interesting. Two and a half at minus 106. But I think Anders Lee is the play. Uh, Matt, do you have a feel in this game? I, I really want to take Buffalo here plus money. I, I don't yeah. like have any super rhyme or reason. I'm a big fan of stacking up that first line with Skinner and Eichel again. Skinner has been in the doghouse for far too long. Uh, yeah. Taylor Hall has been consistent with Stahl since he's been with him there. It's just the depth of this team scares me. The defense doesn't scare me as much as it scares other people. And the goaltending obviously is a tire fire, but that's a story for another day. I, I just think the Sabres, after not playing for so long, if you're going to give me that much on plus money, I feel like I got to give them a whirl here. They're not going to be a core play for me. Like I, like you said, the under is a core play, but uh, I'm going to have a sprinkle on the Sabres money line. Definitely the puck line. 
All right, three more games to talk about, and then we'll finish up with some some DFS picks for you guys. Winnipeg and Edmonton here. Eric, the Oilers minus 136. They've won six of seven. They've tightened things up a little bit themselves as well. I thought it was an interesting comment from Drysaddle. Everyone thinks Toronto and Montreal is the best, but we beat the, both of those team, two teams, so where does that leave us? It's a weird comment, Drysaddle. You also lost to the Sens. Uh, Winnipeg plus 117 on the road here. Six and a half the total. What do you think, Eric? Goals? I, I, I think there will be goals. I, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say that when Connor Hellebuck's going to play, but mm-hmm. that's another thing in season long and even in, in, in betting lines and stuff, like the goalie starts and stuff, are, it's just like it seems like it, it happens so late in the day. You know, um, Left Wing Lock was, was a, uh, an app that I used all the time to kind of use the, who was going to play and stuff. And they've been wrong 50% of the time. I mean, it's, it's so hard to predict. You have to be on top of and, and see who's playing. I mean, the reality is, is it's probably 90% chance that Connor Hellebuck's going to play, but I still have a sneaky suspicion on the over there. Yeah. And, and they got Koskinen in there. I don't think there's any reason not to play Mike Smith. Right. I mean, we could say whatever we want about Mike Smith, but in the two games that he's played, he's been been amazing. Yeah. He stopped 27 to 28 against the Sens. You play Mike Smith when he's good. Mike Smith. Yeah. 38. He had a 38 save shadow against the Habs. I picked him up in our salary cap league, making 1.5. I'll take that a cheap goalie, whatever. Um, I have no problem with that. And not that I'm crazy. I'll I'll trade you. I'll trade you for Thomas Grice. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Um, I get a better oh, chance man. at W's, I think, with Mike Smith. Um, yeah, yikes, EY. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I don't have a strong feel with this game. As good as Mike Smith has played and Connor Hellebuck, I do feel like maybe the over would be the play here, but six and a half. But again, it's not in my core. We'll recap towards the end, guys. Um, but there are some shot props like Nikolai Ehlers. If you can get him at two and a half, he's, he's usually my favorite jet to play. Uh, or if you can get Connor at two and a half, I'm seeing him three and a half. So Kyle Connor, I'm not interested in that, but you know, the Shifley cop and Ehlers line has been consistent. I know uh, cop has slowed down a little bit in terms of production, but that is the line. I think that I would target from a five and five standpoint. And when we get into DFS, there's cheap D here. Like Tyson Berry has been lighting it up and, his price is still decent. Uh, Evan Bouchard into the lineup, 10th overall pick from 2018, starting to hit the score sheet. He's got some offensive upside cheap. Josh Morrissey, Neil Pionk. Pionk has really slow start, been better lately. So there's a lot of just interesting assets, I suppose, in from this game, from a DFS standpoint. I think we'll, we could potentially see some goals here. Um, I'll lean with the Oilers. I'll lean with the Oilers. They're just playing good hockey. Like I said, they've won six of seven. They, you know, they beat the Habs there in their last game. They beat the Leafs, you know, a couple wins against Ottawa. Well, you know, four wins against this, against the Sens will, you know, make you hesitant a little bit and how good they've been, but they have been a little bit better. They've been tightening things up just slightly. Um, Calgary and Vancouver, another one here, uh, Canadian teams going toe to toe. The Canucks finally got a W Eric the last time out. These two teams have played each other quite a bit over the last few games. Is this now Vancouver got the win out of their way, feeling a little bit better? Do you think that maybe they can get another W or do you feel like Calgary maybe bounces back here? Yeah, I think Calgary bounces back. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just think anytime Vancouver plays Calgary, you're going to get Markstrom's best effort uh, for a team that, I mean, look, they didn't abandon him, but I mean, the reality is, is that, that was his team and, and they let him go. And, you know, I, 
athletes don't forget that kind of thing. And, and, you know, they are professionals. He's going to say all the right things and stuff, but deep in his mind, every time he plays Vancouver, he's going to want to make them pay. And anytime Markstrom is, is motivated, sign me up for the Calgary to Calgary to win that game. Yeah. Still looking at Vancouver as a whole, they're top five in every single five and five metric, like high danger chances, against, scoring chances, against, goals against shots against. Uh, so it's, they're still giving up a lot of opportunities. This is the third straight time. These two teams have played the under has hit in every single game. I'm not into the over just because of how good Markstrom is to your point, a three, one victory from Calgary in the first meeting. And then a three, one victory from Vancouver. They'll play each other tonight and they'll play each other one more time on February 17th. Um, yeah, looking at it overall, just looking at the high danger chances against five and five. It's all the Canadian teams. I feel like Winnipeg up at the top, Vancouver third, Ottawa's fifth, uh, Toronto eighth. Even though they haven't allowed a lot of goals at five and five, they're still giving up quality chances. It's just credit to how good Frederick Anderson has been so far this season. Okay. Calgary is the pick for me too. Final game, Anaheim and San Jose with the Sharks minus 114 at home against the Ducks minus 103. Anaheim 10 and 5 against the spread, 6 6 and 3 on the year. San Jose 5 7 and 1, 6 and 7 against the spread. The total is 5.5. I like the Sharks here. My one issue is in net, right? It's just, I look at Anaheim, team that doesn't generate a ton of offense, but Gibson is so dang good in net, keeps them in every single game. But the Sharks have a little bit more. A little bit more firepower, right? The hurdle had a couple goals there the other night. Couture has been good for us. I like there's some players in the top six there that I like for San Jose. Timo Meyer waiting for him to get going. I don't know, Eric, if he's he's shooting the puck a ton and getting hits and all yeah. like he's doing everything right. He just he just is uh he's just not scoring when it comes to scoring. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna come for him. So I mean he's a guy that I'm holding on to in season long. Yeah, he's got 40 shots and only two goals on the season. His shooting percentage is at five. He's a career guy. It's, you know, 10%. He's a guy who scored 30 in 2018, yeah. 22 last year, and 21 the year before that. So, I mean, he's got at least 20 in three straight years. Uh, waiting for him to get going. Do you think Sharks, or do you are you afraid Gibson's just too too, too good? Yeah, uh, like you said, is Gibson is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, exactly. But the reality is, is like, who's putting the puck in the net? I mean, like they, I mean, they're just so void uh, of skill and scoring touch uh, for Anaheim. I feel if you even get, you know, even a decent effort by the goaltending San Jose, uh, it's San Jose. And I just think, you know, um, depth wise, San Jose, I feel it is good. I mean, they've got Brett Burns and Eric Carlson playing on the same team. I get that they're past their prime and I get they're not who they were, but these are two unbelievable puck moving defensemen. And when they're on the ice, the offensive, the offense should flow. Gibson does worry me, but I think San Jose wins this game. Uh, 5.5 over under. I, I feel it's probably under for me yeah, with yeah. that. I think uh, so. I'm not, I'm not betting on these teams to, to score five, five and a half goals. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, they played each other recently. It was a two on win for the ducks and it was a five, four win in that first one. Both teams give up a ton of quality chances, but the Ducks are, like you said, not scoring. Max Comptos, he's the, the one guy who's been scoring for them lately. He's got six goals and he's uh, on the season, got four points in, in as many games, his last four. But the under for the Ducks has been the play. Eight of their last 11 has been under. So let's recap the picks. I can recap again with DFS, but there's a lot of games that we just, you know, <laughs> dissect there. It's just new for us best. Usually we have like three on a Monday. What's going on? Um, St. Louis. The bizarre world, guys. St. Louis. Tampa, 
Dallas, Calgary, probably my four favorite money line picks. I will throw Chicago in there as one that I like, and San Jose is one that I like. I like the under in New York and Buffalo, and I'm going against you guys, but I like the over in Carolina and Columbus. Just both of these teams are scoring some goals. What's your favorite play of the night, Eric? Uh for me, for me, I think it's it, it, it's Calgary. I think people are going to think that Vancouver is going to bounce back, uh, and maybe they, they've righted the ship. But for me, it's it's Calgary. Uh, and I would go. I think I would probably go the under there at the, the six. That's that's probably my favorite. Shot props: uh, Garland two and a half. Forsberg, if you can get on that one, two and a half. Uh, Stamkos, if he shows up, two and a half. If not, point two and a half. Lee is probably one of my favorite until he just you know, stops doing it. I mean, why not? Let's just keep going back to him. It's the same sort of deal as Garland, two and a half minus 143. Sveshnikov, Trocek, two and a half. Debrinkat, two and a half minus 167. That's amazing. Love that one. Uh, Drysaitl, two and a half minus 143. Matthew Kachuk, if you can find it. Elias Lindholm on DK is plus 115. This is a guy who's been shooting the puck quite a bit as well. Him and Matthew Kachuk looking real good together so far this season. And Logan Couture, two and a half is plus one hundred. From a DraftKings standpoint, let's go to the centers. We got uh, McDavid nine K, Matthews eight eight, Drysdale eight four, Eichel seven seven, Pavelski seven two point seven K, Shifley is at six nine, Couture six eight, Barzell six seven, Trocheck six six. Um, I mean, I think. If I'm spending up, I'd probably rather spend up for Matthews and McDavid, a little bit of a volume shooter, more of a volume shooter than McDavid. Sometimes McDavid does disappear a little bit from a shooting standpoint, but Matthews has been right there every single night, firing pucks on net, 11 goals in 14 games. The Habs shut him down in the two games, but now he's you know he's got the sends again. So uh, I think the guy to spend on is Matthews. Pair him up with Marner. There will get to him a little bit, or you can take a one off with with Austin Matthews. I'm fine with that. What do you think of all these players atop the board here? Yeah, I like that play. I think if Stamkos plays, I like point at at, at, at that number uh, is the guy that, that I like. I, I think um, Winnipeg Jets. I feel there, there could be a good stack there with. Um, Ehlers, uh, yeah, Ehlers, Shifley, and maybe even Morrissey, uh, a three-way kind of thing. I mean, the reality is, is Edmonton's goaltending hasn't been good. I know Mike Smith has been pretty serviceable the last couple of games, but what we know about Mike Smith, that that ends eventually. And, I, and, and if it, it could end tonight, you could reap the benefits on DFS. So that's a good way to go tonight. Yeah, I think if you're looking down the board, again, I really like that Columbus and Carolina game. Um, I'm not crazy about Trocheck, but there's, you know, some players in this game that you can get involved with. Aho, right? I mean, Teravainen just scored the other night. Maybe he gets going now. You pair up Aho and Teravainen. Uh, or maybe just get involved with Stahl, like we said off the top. I mean, his guy's been really good. Stahl and Sveshnikov will save you a little bit of cash. I think Roslovic is still underpriced at 5-4. You know, he's getting up there now, but he's, you know, he didn't score in his last game. He's not going to score every single game, but he had points in six straight before that, just logging a lot of ice time, averaging 20 minutes here with Tortorella over the past week and a half. So a lot of points. I think the sneaky play for me, and I haven't played him too much, is is Sean Monahan? I I think just attacking Vancouver here is the way to go. I know that they only gave up the one goal in the last game, but 
like a mixture of Lindholm and Matthew Kachuk or get involved with Monaghan or Goudreau. I, I like that pair. I mean, Monaghan is 5-1, hasn't done a whole lot. He only has two goals on the season, but he's got 11 points in 12 games. He had two points in the first game against the Canucks, plays a lot of minutes, gets a lot of ice times on that first power play unit with Kachuk and Lindholm. So it kind of correlates well if you did a, a heavy Calgary stack and you had the four forwards in there or you mixed up Giordano or Rasmus Anderson, you get involved that way. Um, anything else, Maddie? have you looked at center? Is there somebody that stands out to you? Uh, I think if I'm going to be contrarian, I'm going to go take Dreisaitl at the very top there. Uh, I like what you guys are saying, spend up for McDavid, for Matthews as well. Uh, from a GPP perspective, I'm going to go after Trocek. I think a lot of people still aren't on Trocek for some reason, and it's right. just because he's not a sexy name. Like, Shifley, Pavelski, Dreisaitl, Matthews, McDavid. Like, you look at the top ten board here, and it's just like, why is he here? Yeah, so yeah. I think I'll go to Trocek and a lot of GPPs. Um, I, I Like EY and I said, though, we're afraid of that under for the Blue Jackets game, but you like the over. So I think it's even more reason for players like us to go after him just to be different from the rest of the field. Yeah, good call. I mean, he's point-per-game guy so far with Carolina. Over at the wing, Kane up at the top, 8-3. Stammer, 8-1. Debrinkat, 8-K. Wow, he's jumped up. Marner, 7-5. Taylor Hall, 7-4. Ehlers, 7-K. Nugent Hopkins, 6-9. Patrick Laine, 6-7. We got Forsberg in there, 6-6. And Brady Kachuk. Oh, man, that Chicago duo is one that I like. And Kane and Debrinkat, that's going to take a big part of your wallet, though. That's pretty expensive to get involved with those two, Eric. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, too pricey for me. Um, the Roslovic line, like I, I think we talked about it. Uh, I said in my mind, there was no doubt that Columbus won that trade. It, it's baffling to me that a player like Roslovic can't get on the ice for the Winnipeg Jets, and now he's playing 20 minutes for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, and, and and not just playing, he's playing awesome. Um, you know, obviously motivated. Um, this is where he wanted to be. And now he's playing top top line center with Patrick Line. And, and if <clears throat> if uh, Atkinson turns into you know the player that he's been before, that's going to be an unbelievable line. And I and I like that stack tonight. The the goaltending for the Hurricanes hasn't been good. Now I'm starting to doubt. Now as I think about it, I'm starting to doubt that under. <laughs> Stay strong. We have to do it. We said yeah, it. We strong. gotta do it. I'm staying strong because that's what I said, and you know, people have probably tuned away because they're tired of listening to me talk. But uh, yeah, I, I'm staying strong. But but I am thinking about it because now I'm thinking like DFS that could be a good stack. They're going to score some goals. I'm not talking myself out of it. I still yes, I still think are. that 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 top line in DFS is a good play. Talking yourself out of it. Uh, yeah, stay strong, guys. Stay strong. But the saying, oh, Cam Atkinson's 5'7 today on DK. Just saying. Get out of uh, here. No. <laughs> um, goals. Give us goals in that game. Um, you know, if you've been following the work over at FTN, I, I write an article over there every day, ftndaily.com, and just some value guys, right? I've been – I ha Cam Atkinson was there. I mean, DeBrincat was five-something just a week and a half ago, so he's he's definitely not a value anymore. Hyman was somebody that I wrote up. I'm interested to see how that – what do you think? You, Eric, you said Thornton jumps up. What do you think, Matt? Thornton jumps up right away and takes that top six. Like, Mikheyev is 3-7 here, and he's got points in the past couple games. Like, I've liked that call by you, Matt, the other day. If he's going to – you think he sticks with Nylander and Tavares? Because that's a way to be different. Because everyone wants to attack Toronto 1, right? But to attack 
William Nylander and Tavares and get involved with Mikheyev best, I think that's an interesting strategy. Yeah, I'm a big fan if Mickey stays on that second line there, but the way it's looking right now is that Mickey's getting bumped to the third with Kerfoot and Engvall, and if that's the case, I'm staying far away from Mikheyev because there's one thing that line will do, and it's take penalties and draw penalties and not score. So give me exposure to the second line. I'll take Joe Thornton in cash games. I'll take Willie Nylander in some GPPs. I'll take Zach Hyman in cash games still. I think Hyman is just a solid guy, especially with him yeah. getting PP one times. Uh, people won't get off of him. I think Thornton's going to be super chalk, but I think that's the way to go tonight is just with the super chalk and cash. Um, but yeah, Mickey, if he gets some second time ice time, like if you're banking on him getting some second line time there, then yeah, play him. But if it shapes up that he's stuck on this third line, stay super far away. Fair enough. William, William Nylander is 5'3", right? I mean, come on. That's that's a little cheap. Atkinson, 5'7", I like. Uh, I like these Flames guys. Manji Apani is 4'1", and Dylan Dubé is 3'6". This guy's playing um, you know, decent, not heavy minutes, but getting power play time as well. And there's one guy we'll throw out there is Jeff Skinner at 2'8". Why not? Let's throw him out. I mean, at 2'8", the chance that he's going to play with Eichel here tonight, he's priced as a guy who has one, one assist in 10 games. But we know he loves to shoot the puck, and if he's going to get an opportunity here with Jack Eichel, we could see a little bit of a spark with him tonight, maybe some old chemistry between two of these guys. 2-8 is a nice little punt play there. Over at defense, Hedman up at the top here. He's 7-2. Yossi, 7-1. Hamilton, 6-7. Brent Burns, 6-5. Shabbat, 6. Klingberg, 5-9. Giordano, 5-8. Nurse up to 5-7. Ekblad, 5-6. And Ellis, Ryan Ellis, your guy up at five, six, um, headman to me, if you can get him in there not breaking any news, he's, a, he's an absolute stud. Like that's the defenseman that I would pay up for tonight. Seven, two, uh, Burns is interesting to me at six, five, but I don't, you know, I l- really love the matchup against Gibson, but I do like the sharks overall. Giordano five, eight is, is on my list is somebody that I like as well. If you keep scrolling, you can just pass Darnell Nurse and get to Tyson Berry at 5'4". There's just two defensemen that hover around this 5K mark. Quinn Hughes, who just seems to get an assist every single game. He's got 16 assists in in 18 games. Don't love the spot for him tonight, but Tyson Berry, 5'4". I mean, he's looking real good, Eric. He's got 12 points, 16 games. He's playing where he should, right? Like, this is who Tyson Berry is. You, You bury him on the third line. So he doesn't have to play any tough minutes against top players. And then he comes out and quarterbacks the power play. This is the player that he is. Toronto never used him this way. And even when they tried, he just never seemed to fit. But this does remind me of the Colorado Avalanche, Tyson Berry. And that's, I mean, it's it's a shrewd move by, by Edmonton. Look, to me, I think I probably would have spent that money somewhere else because he's, he's not a pure defender. I mean, he plays defense. Uh, that's where he lines up, but that is not what he does. Um, and I still think that they're massively lacking there. Darnell Nurse can't do it all. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's looked like Tyson Berry. So that's, that's, that's good to see. It is. Yeah, he's got 10 points in his last eight games, shooting a puck a lot. Four, three, five, four, five, three, five. Those are his shots. Like he's got th- at least three shots in, in seven straight games. So he's he's putting the puck on net. 
Um, goaltending, I, I feel like we've gone a little long here uh, just because there's been so many games. They're not used to all this. Wow. Anderson's 8-5 at the top. Reimer, 8-4, no thanks. Vasilevsky, 8-3, if you can get there. That's that's definitely the goalie that I like the most at that price. Varlamov, 8-2. Uh, Nedeljkovic, if he starts 8-2, still, I just think goals. I'm not going to try to talk myself into that. Um, yeah, I'm kind of just spending up at the top here. Like Mike Smith, 8K, I'm not interested. Markstrom, I like at 7.9. I think he's a is interesting price. Martin Jones is just way too risky, guys. Even though the Ducks don't score a lot of goals, he can just ruin your night in, in a hurry. Lankinen, we can just I think we can continue to go back to him. He's seven eight. Yep. Uh, Connor Hellebuck is an interesting GPP play just because the Jets have allowed the most, you know, they're top five in allowing rubber at five on five and scoring chances. So it's just, it's, it can ruin your night or you could win a GPP from Connor Hellebuck because that save bonus is really could be the difference for you. If you can get the 35 save bonus, I mean, he had 41 saves against the Sens just the other night. So if you can get that save bonus, you're fine. But Gibson in here at seven, six is, is very interesting. You probably wouldn't go to Renner or UC Saros, but seven, four are, are interesting prices for him too. If you're looking for a cheap, 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 cheap play, I think even though I like the goals, like Corpusalo at 7K or Elvis at 7K, like these guys to me, anytime I can get a goalie at 7K, 7-1K, and what I think could be a coin flip game, not too worried about the win, uh, I would like to get some saves. Those are strong goalies. Like they're fine goalies that they could get you the save bonus as well and save yourself some cash. Is there a goalie, your favorite goalie of the night, Eric? Mark yeah, Schreiber. I mean, for, for me, uh, I like the Merzlikin. If he plays, he's projected to play by left wing lock right now. But like I said, that's it's been all over the place. Um, not knowing, for me, if you're going to pay up, uh, I'm paying up for Vasilevsky. Uh, and I'm probably not even really thinking about it. And if I'm looking to save, then I'm I'm going with Lincoln. And I, I I mean, the Detroit Red Wings are improved, but they're by no means shooting the lights out. And he has been, I think, the surprise of the season. I mean, this is a guy that wasn't even on the starting roster, uh, was on the taxi squad, and has taken that net. And he's there's no way that they're they're playing Subban or Dahlia over him. He's going to play a ton of games, and he's been really really good. Yeah, he has been. Um, I'm all about him. All right, Maddie. final words for you, DFS, and then take us into the record, and we'll recap here. Uh, final words for me, my biggest core play is just taking the stars against the Predators. Until I get proved wrong with that team, they're going to be in every single team. Uh, I'm seeing that the Forsberg shot prop has actually moved on a couple books already. So people are finding that one out real quick. (laughs) Garland is my favorite shot prop. Close tie with Lee. And I will go back to the well 0.5 over assists on Braden Point. Anyways, going over to your record here. You're now at 40 and 60. You went two for four over the Friday or over the Wednesday game. Friday games, Friday games. Uh, You missed on the Rangers money line, but you got the over under there. You got the Blues on the money line, but you just missed on the over-under there, which brings you to 40 and 60, which is, I think, 66%. Okay, we'll take it. Uh, I did circle back. Give me the loss, but just follow back. Reach out at Chris Meany. If there's any changes you see guys coming out of the lineup, all of a sudden a goalie scratch or this guy. Uh, I circled back on our on this YouTube page of the Mayo Media Network, and I think somebody had asked a question, do you still like the Rangers with Panarin ruled out? said, no, take the loss, but follow, you know, Always, if you have a question, I will always circle back, you know, on their YouTube page. So if you have a question, 
leave it there or at Chris Meany, or if you're part of the, the FTN family, we have the discord chat. They were pretty active, all talking and communicating when things do change like that. Um, just like last night had Vegas doubled down when I found out Kel McCarr wasn't going to play actually they held their own. The abs with a, a missing a lot of bodies on, on defense. They're a strong team, man. Okay. So recap here, St. Louis, Tampa, Calgary, Dallas, like Chicago, like the under in New York and Buffalo. And I like the Sharks tonight, but I like the under there. I like San Jose uh, to get it done. My favorite shot prop probably is Debrinkat, two and a half. I like Debrinkat. I like Lee. I like Garland. Uh, I like Matthew Kachuk and Elias Lindholm. Kachur, lots of shot props, guys. Sveshnikov, Trocek like those guys. And if Stammer gets in, I think he can get involved. Anytime goals, Matthews minus 155, Stamkos plus 133, Lee's plus 245, Sveshnikov 205, Kane is 160, Ehlers is 250, Lindholm is 210. Uh, and, you know, a lot of those anytime goals, I think you can take shots first goal. Sveshnikov is 14 to one and Patrick Kane is 10 to one. Eric, always a pleasure, buddy. Um, final words from you. No, nope. uh, happy hockey and enjoy. I mean, look at, we're not ever going to have this many games on a Monday again. So take it in stride. It's a crazy world out there. Lock yourself in your house like me and watch them all. Enjoy the hockey. Use that promo code Meanie if you want to get involved over at FTNBets.com. Also promo code MMN for prizepicks.com. Good luck on the ice tonight. Enjoy, and we'll catch you on Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers.